to BSD Talk number 206. It's Sunday, June 26, 2011. What follows is another interview that I recorded during BSD Can 2011. So at this point, it's a few weeks old, but here it is. Today on BSD Talk, we're here with Peter Losher from ISC. Welcome to the show. Hi. So you describe a little bit about ISC and what you do there. Um, ISC stands for Internet Systems Consortium. Uh, we're a uh, what we in America call a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, basically, we're here uh, as a public benefit organization that uh, maintains core internet software. You probably know us more familiarly as uh, the maintainers of Bind, uh, the DNS software package. Uh, we also do uh, DHCP and uh, as well as some old legacy products like INN. Um, we've also been heavily uh, into the IPv6 space with um, After, which sort of a carrier grade NAT. We also have gotten very big uh, into operations. Um, many many folks know us as the operator of one of the thirteen DNS root servers, um, f.rootservers.net. And uh, we're uh, very big into uh, uh, what's called the security internet or security information exchange, um, where people are passing, uh, say, looking at DNS packets to or DNS queries to see if there's uh, malicious activity, say, with malware, malware or bot networks and command and control and uh, things like that. What I do in particular is I'm the senior operations architect. Um, I'm mostly on the system side. I have another colleague who handles the sort of our networking. So I oversee and um, help to architect our uh, systems infrastructure, uh, which is why I'm here at uh, BSDCAN. Um, so anywhere from architecting uh, new services or uh, server design to basically the good maintain good maintainership of our systems sort of runs the gamut. So this isn't a virtual organization. You actually have the headquarters and buildings. Yes, we actually have. Uh, actually, we're based in Redwood City, California. Um, the company is about. I think we're just over forty at this point. I have a pretty long history. I was there when it was three. <laughs> so. Um, um, about half of our employees are actually off-site, um, so we do have a large telecommuting base, but a lot of the sales um, as well as uh, HR and, and, and so forth um, is handled from headquarters, and, and sort of my job, jokingly enough, is, is uh, I'm the one that enables everyone else to work from home. <laughs> so, And ISC, I guess, is also known not just for the software, but the license that it's released under. What is that license? Uh, it's the what we call the ISC license. It's basically the BSD license with a couple of changes. Um, it's it's I'm not the licensing expert, so um, I can't go into great detail what the changes are. I think it's basically I think three differences, um, and it was just a uh, would instead of should 
type of situation. Um, and I think we sort of uh, shortened the disclaimer over the BSD license, but it's BSD style. So, And you think that this has been a factor in the success of software like Bind and ISC's DHCPD? Um, well, we do think that the BS, well, I mean, we have a very strong history in the BSD side of the licensing. Um, I mean, all of our software is released under the ISC um, license, and we've always had a strong partnership with um, commercial organizations. Um, I mean, if you look at Bind's history um, in particular, I mean, I've been there going on uh, 10 years now. The, like, Bind 9, when it was started to be developed, it was all done via uh, big box vendors, say your son, your HP, IBM, and uh, because they wanted to use Bind um, as, well as to showcase, look at our big processors and, and so forth, and multitasking, and our uh, multiprocessor systems, um, bigger, faster, stronger. And our license helped in regards to uh, uh, feeling comfortable that, yes, this is open source, but we can redistribute the information. We don't have to... It's not a case of, say, GPL, where you integrate it into your system and then you have to release the source code. There's uh, there's no surprise, so to speak. Um, so I think uh, the BSD license has made open source comfortable to a lot of commercial organizations because it's not a case of uh, we have to give it, we have to send all of our modifications back out upstream. We can just continue to maintain it if we want, and, and gives them a choice if they do want to give it back to the community or give it back to ISE, which we have several vendors who do do that. Um, then, uh, then they can take advantage of that. It leaves it up to the end user. It's not mandated from above, so to speak. And are you allowed to talk about the architecture of the root servers and what you're running? I can do it in very general terms. Um, and obviously I can't speak for any of the other root server operators. But um, what I can say is that we run... Um, the, the surprise to a lot of people is, is that they think we're running heavily customized bind or heavily customized FreeBSD and 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 so forth and so on. Um, we run mostly stock bind. Um, every once in a while we may, for various reasons, have to run a, a branch, but um, 99.9% of the time it's what I get what you get off the shelf off of our FTP site. Um, um, I think the only variance is, is whether or not I run threaded or not. <laughs> um, so um, the uh, infrastructure is um, is pretty well known. We run FreeBSD, and uh, most of our systems at ISC are FreeBSD. We have a sprinkling of Linux systems as well, and Windows systems for um, uh, uh, back some business operation reasons. And uh, obviously, we have our lab, which is um, very diverse. Um, but uh, but yeah, we run uh, FreeBSD various versions. Um, I won't go into too, too much detail of how much ancient versioning we have out there. Um, but it, you've got servers that are sitting in anywhere from Fiji to uh, Nairobi to Dhaka, Bangladesh, and so forth. So I joke that uh, I've got a lot of FreeBSD machines where you wouldn't think they would be. So, uh, but yeah, we... It's mostly free. It's basically all free BSD, um, and we run bind, and um, um, and in general with the say with the root server operators, we try to make sure there's a little bit of diversity. So you may say, well, isn't that a problem being just free BSD? But um, 
across all the root server operators, there's diversity in either OS or hardware or um, name servers. So there's usually a couple times a year that we all get together and go, yeah, we're not we're all, all running the same thing, right? Several of the other operators run various other BSDs or Linux, or um, and some run Bind, some run NSD, and 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 so forth. But uh, but uh, but yeah, um, it's mostly pre-stock. Um, the only slightly esoteric stuff is in our in our firewalls, but that's mostly to handle um, DDoSs and and so forth. Um, um, but uh, all I can say there is we use dummy net pre 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 heavily. I, I assume, I mean, outside of the regular DDoS situations, that mm-hmm. you still need pretty beefy servers to handle the kind of load that you have? Yes and no. Um, I mean, in the early days of the root server, or the, root, the root servers, we were handling a lot more zones, um, as well as bigger zones. I mean, in the early days, you had Comnet Nork and Edu. Um, and then the government ones, or the uh, army uh, ones, would handle mill. Uh, we no longer do that. That hasn't been the case in over 10 years. Ver- VeriSign has... Ver- Comnet Nord removed off and onto what are called VeriSign GTLD servers. So a lot of that traffic went away with it. Also, it took away a lot of our requirements. Because when I started, we were using um, alpha servers. Or deck alpha servers. Digital, I should say. And so there were these massive 5U machines. Um, looked impressive. They looked like Dark Vader in computer form um, with their plastic facades and, and so forth. So they did look rather impressive. Um, and they're the ones when you have the lights out, they look, uh, this is the core of the internet sort of thing. But that was basically because they were the only ones that we could jam enough memory to, when we were, since we were on bind, we have to load all these zones into memory. Um, so the requirement was you had to have 8 gigs of RAM and, 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 and so forth to, to hold all these zones. Um, since then, um, since all that has moved off to GTLD servers, there has been a process of removing zones away from uh, away from the uh, root servers. So all we really concentrate on is just dot. Um, so we just had the ARPA zones or in our ARPA zones move off to um, a new set of servers that are handled by folks like Aaron or Ripe and and uh, and so forth. So actually, we get. More and less traffic. It's reduced our requirements in regards to, say, how beefy our servers are. Now we basically run on mostly commodity 1U hardware. Um, um, because we've spread ourselves out, in the case of effort, we've spread ourselves out to over um, 50-some nodes. Um, the traffic is a lot more distributed. Uh, so now we run basically on, say, 4 gigs RAM, and that's overkill because our zone is, is, rel- is now that's signed, is less than 300K. Um, but there are things underway with with uh, ICANN and so forth where we may have a lot more GTLDs coming out. So I don't think we'll get back to the eight gig realm, but um, but there's a lot less traffic that necessarily looks uh, goes to the uh, uh, root servers. But with the growth of the internet, we do get a lot more say dot traffic. And you mentioned your zone being signed, which of course mm-hmm. brings up DNSSEC. Mm-hmm. How's that working? Fine. I mean, uh, the funny thing was is that DNSSEC has been a very long time in coming in regards to uh, uh, making sure that we didn't break anything. And uh, uh, the worry was was that um, all of a sudden these these your answers are three four times larger. They won't go through firewalls and 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 will will break 
three-fourths of the internet and so forth. And through a lot of diligent work by folks at ISC and, and elsewhere um, in the uh, DNS, DNS community, um, it was a long process, but after, um, after the change was made last, uh, last summer, um, yeah, it's, it's all working fine. From a root operator's perspective, it went flawlessly. Um, uh, at least from our perspective, um, now we've had we've had interesting experiences with our own zones. I mean, we've run we've signed our own zones at ISC for uh, five years. Um, we've stubbed our toes several times, um, as as uh, uh, and uh, but uh, no, it's an important step because now that we're getting. Now that the root signed, now we're getting all the TLDs signed as well. We now have Comnet and Org signed, um, as well as many of the major CCTLDs. Um, so getting that infrastructure in place and being able now to say you can trust the answer that you're getting back. Um, now the now the goal is, and that's why I'm talking to several of uh, uh, our previous e-colleagues here, is to try to get that information into the base OS. So it isn't something where you just see it on your Mozilla or Safari or so forth is something that can be used inside the OS as well and say, hey, this answer is validated to trust this. You can trust this. We've validated. So so that's pretty much uh, moving along fine. Are there any other big projects that you've got coming over the horizon? Well, we have um, a couple of things. I mean, we're very big, heavily involved with IPv6. Um, we've, uh, we've personally been dual stacked at ISC IPv4 and IPv6 since 2003. So we're eagerly waiting for the rest of the world to catch up, so to speak. Um, and uh, so we're heavily involved in the World IPv6 Day um, and trying to either help out, assist. We've been giving a IPv6 tunnel to the FreeBSD uh, project folks so they could make sure their code works fine. Um, for uh, so we've been heavily involved in that, heavily involved in the DNSSEC, sort of making sure um, companies and 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 so forth can uh, get rolled out. Um, uh, what I've been doing over the last uh, little bit was uh, we're building out a um, commercial secondary DNS service. Um, since uh, we're basically taking some of the stuff that we've learned with Fruit over the years and and bring that to bear on uh, because we have. Where ISC gets a lot of their money, gets a lot of its money from, is buying support contracts. And so we have commercial customers who have always come to us and say, "Can you just secondary your zone?" And we've said, "No, no, no, we can't because a lot of our infrastructure is public benefit, nonprofit. We get it for free because we don't do commercial um, traditionally." Um, so we've actually built out a global network um, with several tier one providers. So it's not on our network, but we operate the machinery and 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 the service, um, and uh, so that's been ni- a nice logical extension of what I've been doing with say Fruit and uh, and we've had a smaller secondary DNS service in the Bay Area for some time. So um, there's that, and we're currently always trying to expand Fruit. Um, we're we focus mostly on the de- uh, developing world, sort of the. Africa and South America, so we're trying to, say, shrink our platform that we use for that um, to something a little bit more economical and easier to ship, so to speak. So um, that and traveling the world, it seems like, so um, uh, spreading the good word for ISE and, by extension, open source software. 
And if you could uh, offer any pieces of advice to bind users, you know, sort of the, if you haven't updated your roots.hints file in 10 years, do that. Are there any other uh, uh, bits of wisdom for us? Uh, I guess it's late enough to say bind 8 is still dead. Um, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. It's not a case of there's inherently bad things in there, or it, there's an inherently security update. It's just that there's been enough rapid change in regards to, say, our DNSX support um, and uh, IPv6 and and so forth. I mean, we're not asking people to be, say, bleeding edge at the moment, but um, I still come across people who are still running 9.3, 9.4, um, and, and so forth. So... I, we do realize that a lot of people just take what their upstream vendor, whether it's Linux or FreeBSD, um, do. But um, but uh, so um, so uh, so all I'd really say is that um, please check on the ISC website, see what the latest release is, and um, and uh, and uh, try to run at least something that isn't end of life. All right, well, thank you for taking some time with us here, and I guess we'll uh, get to the conference as the next set of talks are going to start soon. All right. All right. Thank you. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 206.